0: We are off. Can I ask you about this morning? Yeah. Why did you show me that this morning?
1: I don't know. I just thought it was cute.
0: You want to explain to everyone what it was?
1: A little video of a vet that wrote a song after Vietnam, and his granddaughter sang and recorded the song for him.
0: You know how I get any time I hear anything about like a veteran or Vietnam or anything. But then, the song was melancholy and sad. And uh, there's nothing quite like waking up first thing in the morning before you've had any coffee, your wife shoving a video that she knows is going to break you down, and then just breaking down. I don't think that was very nice.
1: I didn't mean it to be mean. I just I thought it was touching. I wanted
0: to share it. Yeah, well, let's start the show. Welcome to another episode of You, Me, and the Devil Makes 3. My name is Adam. I'm Shauna. And, uh, we're on our way over to a whiskey tasting. Our friend Brad is hosting the event, as per usual. And this is the first one that we're going to be attending, but it is the second that he has put together. I am pretty confident that my palate is not good enough to be (laughs) able to discern. Like, I can tell a rye from a bourbon, but the minutiae of flavors that age, grain, and um, barrel are going to give it, I think are beyond my palate. And so this should be interesting to see whether or not I can pick up any subtle notes, or if anyone else can either. Like if it's just a bunch of alcoholics acting, you know, with their pinky stiffly in the air, mm-hmm. acting like we know what the fuck we're talking about.
1: Yeah, after you've been watching that um, whiskey show. Yeah. I don't know what it's called, but who knew that there was so much that goes into it and all the flavors that they can pick out of it.
0: Yeah, that's actually, um, it's like wine. It's like anything, you know? There's going to be notes that, flavors that are present in anything you drink, but certainly anything that's aged uh, in any alcohol. And I don't know if this is a, a way of making drinking alcohol more highbrow, but in the same way that there's beer um, contests, for best flavors and you know, just best beers and stuff, there's the same thing for wines, and there's the same thing for whiskeys. Um, and you, there's you know, uh, professionals who are champion, and there's you know, like tournaments and stuff, but there's like champion whiskey tasters. And one of the uh, whiskey tasters has a YouTube channel that just does. Uh, Whiskey Tribe is the secondary channel for their sort of Patreon group but they have another one that right now is sort of evading my mind but it's very educational it's very interesting and it's something that I just don't think I could be able to do and so I'm a little bit worried about going into this situation not knowing if I can perform it's like the first time having sex you really want to do it but you don't know if you're going to be any good at it You don't know if uh, it's going to end up all over your shirt or (laughs) (laughs) if, if, uh, you know, you're going to know if if it's going to end up being a positive experience or not. I don't know. It's going to end up all over my shirt. I don't know. So, um, yeah, as far as like uh, the other people there, I mean, they're all good people. You know, it's going to be Storm and Renee, Julie and Brad, and us as far as I know. it should be a good time it it's a little bit tainted i think because one of our friends is still in fucking jail because of the goddamn lawyers uh went they he had a a trial set for friday and then um they bumped it back to thursday which made it so his public attorney wasn't able to be there, and so they had to postpone it a week. Meanwhile, this is the second time they've had to postpone this goddamn thing, and all the while, our friend is sitting in this minimum security jail, and uh, the other state-assigned attorney is trying to make an immigration case, which has nothing to do with the domestic violence or the supposed... um, lie of a history of violence towards uh, the wretched individual that he was married to. So the whole thing seems like this big fucking bullshit sham that is wildly unfair. I mean, just the fact that we're out here going to whiskey tasting, having a good time, laughing, knowing that one of our friends could be with us if the court's and his public attorney were a little bit more fair in their uh, treatment of this particular case. Because there's other domestic abuse cases that since he's been there have gone in and out. And so it really does seem like it's just because he's a foreigner and because our current political climate, if you're a foreigner, you're lower than dirt and no one cares about you And it's just That's literally what it's chopped up to It's crazy I don't know So I kind of feel guilty about going and having fun While he's, you know, sitting on a bunk riding But I mean, we gotta live our lives And we have to allow him to Live with the consequences of his In the shitty situation Knowing that he's going to Have learned a ton That, um, you know He'll never repeat I feel sorry for anyone else who gets involved with that garbage pile that is his axe. I mean, fuck. Yeah, that she's That poisonous, just, just disgusting pile of filth. Ugh. I'm sorry for him. I really do. Uh, alright, so we're on our way there, um, you're clearly not drinking, you're going to be my designated driver to get my, took us home, safely, any, uh, any thoughts about this event, like, what do you think about when you go and you drink with us, but you don't actually drink?
1: I just like hanging out. Yeah? Listening to everybody talk, it's fun. <laughs> alright. You don't talk a lot. No
0: in these situations. Why? I
1: don't know, because everybody's already talking over one one another, so I'm not going to try talking over everyone else, too.
0: There is a lot of, um, like in my particular case, I like to throw in jokes. Like if I hear something funny, I want to throw in a quick quip. You know, something that will make people laugh. But I don't always wait until the person's done because the joke is the timing of the comment is about to expire. They're going to go on to something else that I'll want to jump in on, and so I'm just like peppering the conversation with comments that I particularly think are funny. I don't know if anyone else does, but because everyone else is trying to make a point or have a conversation, they're not always heard or they're not always appropriate in the time. And so I I think it's interesting the whole dynamic that the three couples have when we're together. Yeah. We're not really even together that often. No. So, I don't know. It, it's interesting. Um, how was your week? Did you anything interesting? Anything memorable?
1: No, just work. Just as usual.
0: My week?
1: Oh, I did give uh, mini, uh, Freya a bath. I ended up uh, getting a bath myself. That was...
0: It. Well, that's what you get. we trying to give a young husky a bath.
1: Yeah.
0: You deserve it. And, hey, maybe you needed a bath. Maybe she was letting you know, look, I'll let you wash me, but uh, <laughs> you, you, you're smelling a little ripe yourself.
1: Can't wait till summer. I can just give her a bath outside.
0: Yeah, so my week, I feel obligated to tell you guys because I laid such a heavy, heavy episode on you last week and I received so many amazing uh, correspondences from those of you who tune in and listen. Thank you very much for your concern, for your thoughts, for your suggestions, um, for your shared experiences. I really do appreciate it. I feel great though. Like I genuinely... Like, that was my low point that I was getting over. Right now, I feel 100%. So, I don't know what it was, but right after that conversation you and I had, Shauna, I started talking about how when my mind is idle, I tend to go to things like alcohol, and I tend to dwell on darker thoughts and experiences. And so I started reading again the Reading Aloud channel which had been paused so that I could try to get all the Nine Cents episodes up on my website and uh, almost immediately I don't know if it was just because I'm out of the darkness that I was in or if keeping my mind occupied creatively helps but I immediately felt infinitely better reading uh, or just creating something than I did before yeah And so now I'm in a really, really good place and I'm hoping to sustain it through future creative endeavors. And really, it's coming down to this. If I want to feel good, I have to create. I have to be productive. As soon as I'm not creating or I'm not productive in some way, then I lapse into these negative places. And I think what that means is you guys who want to tune in to stuff that I do, are going to be given a lot more content to consume because I am out there and I am doing it. Um, I've been thinking of ways to uh, save myself from the missteps and headaches of the past uh, satanic projects I've produced and moving into this future that I know if I want to feel good about myself I have to create something. So. I think I'm in a good place right now where I have some stuff planned and I think if it if it comes through like I expect it to, it'll be very chill, very casual, but it'll make me feel infinitely better about uh, the projects that I'm putting out. So here's hoping, oh I do have wood on the dash, hoping that uh, (laughs) everything works out, knocking on wood there.
1: Well they do say, uh, isn't there, there's a saying, um. Idols, idle hands are the devil's work?
0: Or workshop, yeah. Idle hands are the devil's workshop. And in my particular case, it's the opposite, because I'm a Satanist, so... <laughs> <laughs> I need Idle hands to do the devil's work. I'm the devil, and I'm here to do the devil's work. Anyway, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. We just got back from watching Gretel and Hansel? Hansel? Hansel. Gretel and Hansel um, it's a reimagining of Grimm's fairy tale Hansel and Gretel focusing heavily on Gretel and I don't want to do any spoilers or anything but what did you think about it?
1: I liked it, it was good
0: It was a new take on the story
1: Yeah, my and uh, my experiences of that story is the old Looney Tunes cartoon <laughs> um, Those two characters going into the Green Witch's house and that's my experience with
0: Hansel and Gretel. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, the real Grimm's fairy tale story is way dark. Like, it's literally the mom. Uh, the dad has two kids with his wife. Um, his wife dies. He remarries. The new mom doesn't want kids. And uh, because they're already poverty stricken, she convinces her husband, her new husband, to send her two children off into the woods to die and so she gives them these little you know pieces of whatever bread or crumbs or something is this a street?
1: Uh
0: no. no um gives them little crumbs and uh sends them out there and you know hansel makes a little trail of crumbs so that he can this is it. He can come back um, and then they come back and then the mother sends them out again and that's when they can't find their way back and they're sort of lost um, in the darkness as it were. But uh, what it means, should we park right behind them?
1: Is that going yeah. alright? We did last time. Okay.
0: Um, what it means is that uh, the mother essentially banished them to death. And that's dark as hell. And that's the story that you never hear told from... Like any of those Looney Tunes or the children's books or anything like that. Yeah. Um, anyway, it was a really good show. Uh, we're going to have to remember to talk about it again because I have some some thoughts. Uh, but we're already here, so we're going to let you guys go, and we'll see you in a minute. All right, I don't know what's happening. I think we captured the first half. If not, this is going to be a weird short episode. Uh, so it's the next day. <laughs> we got out of there, and... Today was a blur and now it's tonight.
1: Yeah.
0: All right. So you want to talk about yesterday? What were some highlights? Were there highlights for you?
1: Um, just <laughs> hanging out with friends.
0: Right. That sounds like a no. A well, big fat no, no, I
1: like hanging out with them. But I wasn't participating in drinking like you guys were.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I. there was a point... I usually don't notice this until after the fact. But there's a point where I realized that I was making fun of your driving. And I was probably hurting your feelings. <laughs> and I was like, I should stop. Because I kind of feel bad now. Was I hurting your feelings?
1: Mm, no. No? No. All right, good.
0: I still felt bad. Um, here's something I'll say. I'm curious if other Satanists do this. Uh, I've never done it on my own, and I only do it when I'm around these individuals that we were with last night. I've never, like, after an evening of drinking or socializing or anything like that, gone into a ritual chamber and just sort of toasted the night. But I feel like every time we get together with these couples, that's what ends up happening, which is interesting, not good or bad, just interesting. And so I, I ask myself, is this a characteristic, of a type of individual, or is this a characteristic of all Satanists? And then I have to reflect that not all Satanists have ritual chambers, nor do all Satanists celebrate uh, the act of greater magic. So they would have no need for a ritual chamber. And so this must be a very specific to this specific group activity, right?
1: Yeah.
0: I just I was I was caught in the moment really in my head last night going, huh. This never happened anywhere else. Only with these people. And let me be frank. I really like these people. That being said, it's interesting. That's all it's interesting. Toasting and here's the <clears throat> I think maybe this is um, this is a little more telling as to where I, as a Satanist, come from compared to where some other Satanists may come from. Uh, And that's to say a ritual chamber is a very personal place for me. It's a place where I don't visit it often. And when I do visit it, it's only with strict intent in mind, not so much toasting. And so I, I take, um, slightly different approach to it. And that's not to say it's better or worse or, you know, whatever than anyone else. Uh, it's just, I feel a little out of place. I feel like I don't have the accoutrement. I don't have the robe. I don't have the emotional state. I don't, you know, I'm like, I don't go into a ritual setting traditionally unless I'm going to perform a ritual. And so when you go into that sort of environment and you're just cheers or toast or doing an impromptu thing, it doesn't have the gravity for me that a traditional ritual experience would have. And so I can't help but think that if I'm not 100% in that headspace, because again, it's an impromptu thing, are the others. And if they're not, then what's the point of the exercise? And if the point of the exercise is just atmosphere and fun, well, I get it. But then does that detract from when you're in there with intent? You don't really have an answer for it. It's just something that I've been thinking about. I don't know. Was it weird for you being with us in that space? A bit, yeah. (laughs) Really? Because you were just playing with Anton the dog.
1: I know, but I was listening.
0: Anton the dog. Yeah. And Billy the dog listening to us bobby bobby oh yeah bobby not Billy. but
1: he was upstairs sleeping
0: was he mm-hmm. he was on the couch
1: oh that's right he did come down
0: i thought he was anyway at some point we were in there a couple times so that can't I, I get it mixed up we uh so the the act of the tasting i thought was interesting because again i don't know shit about shit i just know what i like and i thought it was interesting that he snuck in one rye with all, uh, four other bourbons. And <clears throat> here's something for those of you who don't know about whiskey. Um, whiskey is made traditionally with um, grains. Now that can be corn, which is what bourbon is traditionally made from. But you have purists who say bourbon cannot be made. And again, it's percentages. So it's not only corn, there's usually a sort of, uh, you know, 60, 40, uh, 70, 30, whatever it is. Um, but then people are gonna source their grains from different places. They're gonna source their water from different places. They're gonna source the whiskey itself and mix it from different places, uh, different distributors. So it's, it's really a, a minutia filled environment. When you start diving into whiskey in and of itself, that being said, um, you can make whiskey from corn, which is traditionally called bourbon. Uh you can make whiskey from rye, which is called rye, <laughs> which is my favorite. You can make whiskey from fucking wheat, uh, you know, which turns into a malt. You can make whiskey from rice. Um any grain you can use in order to make whiskey, as long as that grain can produce sugar. <clears throat> because the yeast needs to eat the sugar to create the alcohol. Uh bourbon purists. Like our friends last night, uh, I just found it interesting that th- he snuck in one rye. It was the third out of the five. Everyone else rated it super low. I didn't even pick up that it was rye. I thought the first one had a rye, like a rye mix. But I ranked it the highest. And then when we revealed the titles and the brands and everything afterwards, I was just pleasantly surprised that the the style of whiskey that i favor most i was able to pick up on and rate appropriately (laughs) even in my state of total drunkenness and uh you know ignorance really so yay me yay rye whiskey and thank you bead for throwing in a rye that everyone else hated but i absolutely adored (laughs) so fuck them and thank you uh yeah, no, it was a good night. Um, I, I thought I have a, I have a, the older we get, the more challenging I find it to interact socially with other human adults. <laughs> I say that because I can interact with any animal and I'm fine, but you put a human in front of me and it's like an alien and I don't, the older I get, the more challenging it is for me to engage, to show concern, to feign interest. It's, it's really, really, really getting hard for me. And it's so much that I just don't want to interact. Like I I would rather just sit in my room and do nothing at this point. And I don't know if that's a symptom because of a winter or what, but it's getting really hard for me. Do you ever experience that where it's just challenging for you? to engage people one-on-one?
1: No, as long as they can, they have something to talk about. I find it uncomfortable for me when I'm the one that has to, that uncomfortable silence and trying to think of something to talk about. It's like, so, how's it going?
0: Are you okay with me throwing in random perverse language? because i did that a lot
1: perverse language
0: yeah yeah do you know what i'm talking about you you said that like you don't know what i'm talking about
1: my okay explain
0: what saying dirty and naughty things oh okay perverted perverse
1: for some reason i oh, i don't know yeah it's fine
0: what is going on with you? I don't know. So what have you been doing all day? Because I've been working on my computer all day.
1: I did laundry, I did dishes, I did dinner, I made brownies. So I nothing? Up. That's nothing.
0: <laughs> no,
1: that's,
0: <laughs> that's not nothing.
1: Um I went to Home Depot.
0: Yeah, you fixed our door. Yeah. That was interesting.
1: I got tired of it falling apart.
0: First of all, it was not falling apart. You tore it apart, which then prompted your need to go to the Home Depot.
1: Well, that handle was jiggly for the longest time, and then the screws were already stripped in there, and I couldn't get them unstuck without some extra force. Finally get them unstuck and one the reason why it was jiggly is because one of the screws in there had broken off because it was rusted through. And then I couldn't get it out of the other end because it was broken off in there. Hmm. So I needed a whole new doorknob. So you broke it. No. It was already broken. See, and it was
0: working for me.
1: Well this, is
0: like, this is something that you do. Is you identify what will someday eventually be something that needs to be addressed and then you just sort of needle at it. You just <laughs> sort of fuck with it until it breaks, thereby fulfilling whatever prophecy you had in your mind of it being broken. And then you have to go through like the hurdle of fixing it which always requires you to have broken something and then go find parts that don't exactly quite fit right, but you try to make them work, and it ends up taking you like (laughs) 8 to 10 times longer than it would have normally if it was actually broken or if you had the right parts in the first place.
1: Well, my intent was only replacing the screws in that, but I couldn't replace the screw because it was already broken off on inside one of the pieces and I couldn't get a grip on it.
0: Do you not see the pattern, though, that you consistently fall into when you try to fix things around the house? that They're not broken until you try to fix them and thereby break them, and then you have to try to fix it.
1: But I didn't break that door. You did
0: break that door.
1: It was already broken no, the no, no, no screw it was
0: working every single day going in and out the house every day
1: it was wobbly
0: oh it was wobbly
1: yes it wasn't tight and the screws were stripped so all i wanted to do was replace the screws and that's when i found so out that they were of replacing rusted the
0: screws you ripped the whole door handle out and then had to run to the store
1: the screw was broken off in the nozzle that uh, connects to the outside door. So I can very well put another screw in there.
0: All right, well, this was not the height of our drama today because it actually got much yeah. worse. I was trying to take a nap <laughs> because I'm old and that's what old people do. Uh, I lay down and then I hear what can only be described as like a dog fight. Like, snarling and like yiping and growling. And so I throw off the covers. I slam open the door. I run out here expecting like a dog fight. And I see you on top of Freya like disciplining her and Erica trying to console Minnie, because apparently Freya, our Husky Wolf hybrid attacked Minnie our Shih Tzu out of fucking nowhere had her by the throat and she has the teeth marks that drew blood in her throat from Freya's canines who was picking her up and shaking around and Minnie is literally just like traumatized, freaking the fuck out. So I run in there, tell Erica to drag her out because she was hiding underneath your desk. And then I start trying to investigate, you know, see where if she's hurt, where there's blood coming from, if there's blood and she's freaking out because I'm trying to figure out where, you know, she's being hurt and she's yiping and whining more. I couldn't find anything at the time. And we didn't see until later that there was like the fang marks around her neck in, in on both sides of her neck, but just that she was acting like, you know, she was freaking attacked. Um, and I immediately get to a point in my head where, and I've heard this over and over again, where people are like, my dog would never attack anyone. They're the nicest dog until the point that they snap. And they do, my dog would never bite anyone they, you know, they love everyone. They're super nice. And I, I'm a good owner. So my dog, this is the stance people take. My dog would never hurt anyone because I treat my dog with the utmost respect and love and care and blah, 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 blah. All the while, every fucking adult who owns an animal forgets that we may be on a scale of civilized. Animals are not. They are fucking animals and they need to be treated like fucking animals. That means animals snap. And they will immediately... That was not a good snap. I can't snap with that hand. Hold on, I can snap with this hand. See? Eh? That's nice. That's good. This one? Not so much. Not so good. It's there, see? You too. Anyway, on on a snap, they just fucking flip. And they flip a switch in their head, and they just go feral. They're just like on it, like... Uh, And I never considered... Raya going there. And now I can't get it out of my head. We used to take her on trails and she would stop and bark at people. And we'd be like, Oh, don't worry. She's just nervous of old people or men or strangers and making up whatever fucking stupid excuses we make up because we know better. And our dog could never just attack anyone out of nowhere. But she didn't attack a stranger. She attacked her sister. The dog that she has lived with her entire life that she has sleeps next to every single night. She just snaps and attacks her trying to kill her. This dog, there's something not right. And I don't know if you are willing to admit that or if you're consciously there yet, but that's a huge fucking problem. What if it wasn't Minnie? What if it was Erica?
1: I'd put her down. Either way. If she killed Minnie or attacked one of our kids, or us, or I'd put her down.
0: I would take great joy in ripping her apart limb from limb. Just tearing her fur off of her flesh. If she killed our dog our other dog, or if she attacked our daughter, but now instead of it being this impossibility, I'm forced to consider that it is in fact a possibility and we can't watch her every second of the day. And so what I I, like, I'm, I'm literally at a point where I don't know what we're supposed to do for the safety of our other dog and for our kids, do we just cross our fingers and hope it doesn't happen again? Or do we do something about it? And then if we do something about it, what is it that we do? Like, I I don't know what to do. I'm asking you.
1: I don't know. I can research this and look into it more. What does that mean? I don't
0: know. Research what? It's an animal that snapped and attacked another animal that it's lived with its entire life for apparently absolutely no reason that we can discern. It was just like, they were fine, they were playing with their daughter, and then Freya went after Minnie. And that was it. Black and white. Out of nowhere. The animal inside of me still wants to attack this dog for having the gall to attack my fucking friend, Minnie. So I'm like, I'm confused. I, I genuinely don't know what to do. I've never had a dog that just randomly attacks another dog. Ever. And I've had dogs my whole life. Like my entire life I've had dogs. They have never done that. So this is clearly a warning sign, right?
1: Maybe.
0: Maybe, you think this is a one-off and it'll never happen again? I don't know. I think you should consider, like seriously think about it. This is what, this is why pit bull on pit bull owners have such a bad reputation because they always think, oh, my pit bull would never hurt anyone. Why does everyone think pit bulls attack other, do- other dogs and other humans? Uh, you know, ignoring the fact that this breed, more than any other breed, attacks and kills other animals and other humans more than any other breed, but yeah, it would never be my dog. I don't want to be with them, and I feel like I'm them right now. And Frey is just like laying on the floor next to us, stretched out, snoozing on the cool wood flooring. But inside of that head is a wild fucking animal that we have never met before. And we've had a wolf before. I'm not gonna do a three strikes you're out with this. Like we've had one. If it ever happens again, if I don't personally kill this dog, we will put it down. She's going to address the brownies. So you're stuck with me. This is something that I think animal lovers have a hard time coming to terms with, we like to think that animals, just like humans are pure innocence. And they're only aggressive or they're only mean, or they're only bad or spoiled or whatever you want to call them. If outside factors come into play and make them that way, it's their environment they were raised in. It's the culture that they were raised in. Uh, it's external stimuli that make them that way when the truth is yes, that stuff can affect and can make good people and good animals bad. But there's another side of this. Some people, some animals are just bad. They're just assholes. Not because of any reason, just because that's the way they are. And we've always run, every single one of us listening to this, have run into that person, that human animal that is an asshole for no reason. Just is the way they are worthless pieces of shit. Guess what? Every other animal has those too. Every mere cat, there's an asshole. Every mouse, there's an asshole. And every fucking dog, there's an asshole. Doesn't matter the breed. It doesn't matter the way you've treated them. They just are the way they are. And we all have to come to terms that maybe you're raising an asshole. And that sucks and that hurts because clearly we always want to put energy into something and have it come out all right. But there are factors that we cannot attribute for the regular development of a brain, the temper of the individual creature, the temperament It's just, it is the way it is. Sometimes it's random chaos of the universe, but it happens and it's real. I hate that we may. I don't know for sure, but we may have one of those with us. And I know that I will be okay because if the dog attacks me, I may lose fingers or a limb, but I will fucking murder it. But if it attacks my kids, I can't guarantee that they will end up winning. If it attacks my dog, my other dog or someone else's kid or someone else's dog. just don't I don't want to be responsible for that I don't know I just have I I guess my ultimate point is that I have a hard time believing that someone can snap like that and it's just this one crazy off type thing it's the first but it doesn't mean it's gonna be the only and it would be stupid to ignore it and to think it would never happen again. And so it makes me, you know, every time we're on a trail now, I can't let her roam free on a trail. I just can't. What if she snaps again? What if it's a fucking, you know, a, a, a pregnant woman? What if it's a, what if it's anything? What if, because of those what ifs, I cannot trust her the way I used to trust her, which sucks. Oh, man. So what are you thinking about all this?
1: It makes me sad. Am I
0: going overboard?
1: I don't know. I've, I've never experienced this before, so... I don't know.
0: I do think it's something we have to consider, though. Even if I am going overboard, we have to consider it. The worst possible case. Because the other side of that coin is fucking horrible. You know, it's just horrible. And it sucks because we've had, you know, Fenris was an amazing dog, half German shepherd, half wolf, a brilliant, smart, loving, wonderful fucking companion. And I just assumed because I'm a dumbass that Freya, our husky wolf would be the same. Like a fucking solipsistic dumbass that I am. I just thought, oh, it's just a dog. We can have it be the way we want it to be by training it. But that's not real. That's not life. That's storybook shit. We have to fucking live in the world that we actually live in. Not the world we want. And we can do everything we can to change the world and to alter it. But the chaos of the universe persists and will. I don't know. So that's what we're dealing with today. That was a new fucking, and it's been consuming my mind completely. My anniversary episode for nine cents came out today. And from what I can tell, those who enjoy it have enjoyed it. I haven't heard anything bad. I was a little worried that it was a little too long, but I didn't want to cut anything out because I really loved the conversations I had with Aden and Simony. I think they're two fantastic humans. Um, and what it did make me realize was that even though I'm torn, I guess is what I'm getting at because I, I really do want to continue making nine cents episodes. Like if it's just me, it's just me and I'll just rant, but I know if I start doing that, then I won't do this. And I don't know if there's a difference because it's just me ranting anyway. Um, but if I start something, I'm going to want to continue doing it. And I'm going to feel an obligation to continue doing it. And historically, once I feel an obligation, I don't want to do it anymore. <laughs> I'm, I'm a creature of habit and I've, I've recognized my habits over and over again. Uh, the only thing that I haven't really noticed being like that because I'm still you know, within my first year is the Reading Aloud channel where it's just me reading books. And I don't mind that so much because it's different books and it's entertaining and it's interesting to me because I'm learning new things and I'm reading new things. Um, and I don't really have to think about it. I just read. It's simple, stripped down.
1: You're not trying to...
0: But I do want to comment on politics. I do want to comment on media. We just watched Bliss, which is a fucking crazy interesting uh, horror show on Shudder we were watching uh, what was that Uh, street um, something street 13 it's like a super old 1950s horror anthology black and white series from back in the day Uh, but we saw it on a streaming series called Classics which has like old Looney Tunes and it's got all the old horror black and whites and westerns and stuff from back in the day it's a fantastic stream series. I want to talk about this stuff. I want to have conversations about it. And if I see a new movie, like we just saw Gretel and, Gretel and Hansel, I want to have a conversation about that. I want to share my thoughts about that. But I don't have a platform to do it. I stopped Speak of the Devil. Um, I stopped the Star Wars one. I stopped everything. And now I'm sitting here going, fuck, I don't want to have stopped it. I want to talk about this stuff. I want to. I want to get this in from my thoughts out there. And I still have stuff that I've discovered. I still have stuff I want to talk about concerning Satanism. And I thought I was done, but I'm still thinking about it. And this stupid fucking anniversary episode of nine cents is the goddamn reason I'm thinking about it. Cause I had a good time recording with Aden and simony. I had a good time interacting with them and talking about those different topics. And then I like releasing something that I created. And the, the, again, what, what those who have consumed that episode heard was the second version of it. The first version I scrapped altogether. And so the fact that I had to jump back and forth between two different recordings sucked. But once I got in the groove with that second one and I was just fucking rolling, it was a totally different topic. But I thought it was more topical for satanists than my first one um i dug it i had fun i liked it a lot
1: yeah and you and dan and somebody seem to have a really good back and forth
0: yeah yeah they're good people and the other contributors to nine cents i always have a good time speaking with them yeah but i don't want to collaborate again so if i did start it up again say next Sunday, it would just be me riffing by myself live. So I don't know. I don't know. I spent the majority of today redesigning the nine cents logo and sort of altering the visual aesthetics. So I, I am taking seriously, no matter what I've said in the past, um, doing it again. And I was encouraged, bolstered even, by the reaction I got from people listening to this anniversary episode.
1: Nice.
0: And then I ran across that RSS feed error and had to spend hours and hours trying to figure out what the cause was and how to remedy and stuff. So. There's that that I have to deal with too. Um, And this is the stuff that I think people don't understand or appreciate is that anyone that creates content, satanic or otherwise, um, it takes time and effort and consideration and attention away from the other things in your life like today my family I didn't spend any time with anyone today it was all me on the computer working all goddamn day and uh, I don't know I kind of feel guilty do you feel like uh, I should have spent more time with everyone
1: maybe reduced a little bit of your time on the computer Yeah. just take a break and say hey let's hang out
0: it's funny coming from you
1: play a board game.
0: That is funny coming from you. Mrs. I don't like to play any board games and you're always on your phone or your computer.
1: I like playing board games. I don't like playing Monopoly. What are you Monopoly. talking about? I don't like playing Monopoly. You don't like playing any board games. Yeah, I do. I like Sorry.
0: I don't even think that's a board game.
1: I don't like Monopoly because I don't know what it is. What about all of our
0: other board games that we play?
1: Which one? Um, we have
0: tons of them. Have closet fulls of them closets full closet. of them.
1: I do like the um, ticket to ride
0: yeah. All right well we'll have to we'll have to devote some time to board games. We'll have to do that because I enjoy them even though they're a little frustrating to set up sometimes.
1: We do have a game that we've never even tried out.
0: Yeah and I've been wanting to try that one too like badly. But again, that's going to be another thing that we could talk about if I did a Creature Feature on Nine Cents. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I did a new board game. What do you – you got to stop that.
1: I can see something sticking yeah, out. Yeah,
0: because you're – okay. <laughs> We're going to have to close it down there, people, before Adam starts freaking out again. Uh, you all have a wonderful evening, and thank you so much for tuning in. And uh, – that's gonna do it for uh, us here. So if you have anything to say about what we're doing here, info at reverencampbell.com. If you wanna send us a voicemail, uh, the Google voice account is 801-899-6168. And uh, you can always subscribe via iTunes or Google or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, just search Reverend Campbell and you'll get there or check out the website, reverencampbell.com. And until next time, everyone, Hell Satan.
1: Bye, people.